0: Hmm. Recorded live. Greetings, Saints, once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We bring you all greetings from the great country of South Africa, city Pretoria, where Jesus Christ is Lord and besides him there is none other. Special thanks to the saints here in Pretoria for their generosity, their hospitality, and caring for God's servant. We pray that God continue to bless his people in this part of the world, continue to strengthen them, continue to encourage them, and bring them into the glorious future that God has destined for them. Saints, we thank God once again for his abundant grace. We thank him for his mercy. We thank him for his power. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we have been working on our most recent topic entitled, Make Yourself. Make Yourself. So many things as children of God that we are now called upon to make ourselves do. It's not uh, uh, something that 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 we can blame, you know, on God. It's not something we can blame on our parents. It's not something we can blame on our enemies. But God has now empowered you and I to make ourselves do what God has instructed us to do. Self-discipline, which is really Holy Spirit discipline God uh, in living on the inside of us who has empowered us and who has equipped us over the wiles of the devil he has empowered us he has equipped us over the lust of the flesh that we through him may bring these mortal bodies under subjection we give God praise today in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ uh, we looked at capital A in our outline an ark, an arc Uh, There were times in scriptures where individuals were instructed to make an ark, and we saw how that that Noah was instructed to make an ark in Genesis chapter 6, verse 14, but also Moses was instructed to make an ark, the ark of the covenant, in which he was to put uh, the the, the tablets, uh, the word of God, the laws of God, he was instructed to put Aaron's rod, he was instructed to put some of the manna that had been collected uh, during the days of uh, Israel's journeys through the wilderness. Make an art. We looked at capital B in our outline, which we are working on today, Uh, denying yourself. Denying yourself. As children of God, it's important for us to understand that just as natural children, praise the living God, cannot have and do anything they want to do, as parents, we know that natural children cannot have and do anything they want to do because as parents, we, we know and we realize that there are things that are detrimental. We realize that there are things that, that are not age-appropriate. There, there are so many things that as parents, we in essence have to say no to children in regards to. Well, so it is with our Heavenly Father. There are things that God has to say no to us in regard, some things we're not ready for, some things we, we, we're, we're not able to handle right now. So God's "no for now does not always mean no forever. It may just mean no, not right now. Let's you say, "Apostle, can we get a, a parable? Well, your, your six-year-old son may ask you for a car. At six years old, he does not have any driver's license. He's not old enough to get a driver's license. He's not mature enough to handle a car. All of these things, and you tell him no. Well, ten years later when he is 16, he has passed his driver's ed test. He has passed his driving test. He he has demonstrated maturity and responsibility in in driving the family car, and he's working. Uh, Now he may ask for that same car. And whereas you said no 10 years ago, you may say yes today. Why? Because he has changed. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me and what does that have to do with my walk with God? Understand that as you change, as I change as children of God, the blessings of God in our lives will also change. This is why it is imperative for you and I, children of God, to mature in him. Because God says, look, I've got some great and awesome things for you, but I'm waiting for you to get to a place of maturity. I'm waiting for you to get to a place of of growth. I'm waiting for you to get to a place of edification, God says, so that I can give them to you. At six years old, something would be wrong with you as a parent to give a six-year-old child a car. Well, at 16, and he's demonstrated responsibility, he's demonstrated maturity, he's demonstrated obedience, it it, it wouldn't be so far-fetched. It wouldn't be such a bad idea. So it is with you and I in the kingdom of God. God said, Robert, tell tell my children that some of them don't have jobs because they're not ready for a job. Uh Uh-oh. God says, some of you, under the sound of my voice, God says, my children, some of you, you won't even attend church regularly. What makes you think I'm going to give you a job that you won't attend regularly? Uh Uh-oh. Mm, mm, mm. God says some of you, my children, you, you, you don't have a husband or you don't have a wife Because you're not ready for a husband or you're not ready for a wife God says he, he gives his gifts His good and perfect gifts In accordance to the readiness of those that are to receive them You say, Apostle, what's the importance to me? The importance to you and I, children of God Is that we want to make ourselves ready we want to make ourselves ready so that God can bless us any time, any way, anyway, with anything that He desires to give to us. So we've got to deny ourselves. We looked just today at Matthew chapter sixteen, verse twenty-four, how that Jesus let His disciples know that if any man wanted to be His disciple, he must deny himself. Well, 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 what? 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 What is this? You know, denying of self. Then we hear Paul in Romans chapter 7 and verse 14, which we're going to be looking at today. He talks about how that we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual. What is it that God is trying to get us to understand as these two scriptures are connected? What God wants you and I to see, child of God, is that there are two us's in us. Now, I don't know if that's proper English, but I hope you get the message. There's two of us in each of us as children of God. mm mm-hmm. There is the new nature, or the new us, and there is the old nature, or the old us. These two entities, thank you, Holy Spirit, just as God and Satan are at war, we understand as children of God that our new nature and our old nature are at war. Praise the living God. Paul writes to us in Romans chapter seven verse fourteen. He says, "We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin." Now we're looking at denying yourself, denying each of us as children of God, denying that part of us that God has saved us from, namely, ourselves. Our unregenerated, uncooperative, combative against God self. He is still alive and still warring against the new self that has been created in the image and in the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this war, this battle, children of God, is raging inside the hearts and the minds of each one of us As children of God, let us pray and let us get down into God's word for today. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you and we bless you, Father. We praise you for this another day, this another week. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity to give you glory, to study, to show ourselves approved unto you. Father, we thank you for your provision. We thank you for your protection. We thank you, Father, for Uh, life, health, and strength. We pray, Father, that as we study to show ourselves approved unto you today, workmen and women who do not need to be ashamed but who rightly divide your word of truth, we pray, Father, that you will bless us with your wisdom, bless us with your knowledge, bless us with your understanding, that those under the sound of my voice will grow in grace and in the knowledge of you. That those under the sound of my voice who are not saved will be convicted and converted into the family of God. And, Father, we pray that all that is said and done in this meeting, let your name, which is above all other names, gain all glory, gain all honor, and gain all praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Romans chapter 7. Verses 14 through 25. Very, very powerful collection of scripture. That many in the body of Christ have had problems digesting, rightly dividing, and understanding there is very strong language that is being used, some language that some in the faith feel cannot be describing the present Christian life. Part of the reason for that is that some believers – mistakenly believe that once you come to Christ all of a sudden uh, sin and and uh the flesh and uh the sinful major all of these things have just miraculously just completely disappeared, and now we are just some perfect little beings uh running around that never sinned that never struggle with the old nature. And children of God, let me let you know something very quickly here so you don't get led astray. That's absolute nonsense. That is absolute nonsense. The reality of Christianity is what the apostle Paul shares with us in these select scriptures and he lets us to know in no uncertain terms that you and I, children of God, we are in a war. We are in a very, very serious battle. It is a battle that has been won through and by our faith in Jesus Christ. The, the, the war has been won. But understand that every single day of our Christian lives, we are faced with battles. Every single day of our walk with God, we are faced with the battle between doing good and doing evil, listening to God or listening to the devil, listening to the new nature or listening to the old nature. You and I, children of God, even though the war has been won, and we thank God for giving us the victory in Christ Jesus. In fact, this is how these, these, these select scriptures crescendo, letting us to know and reminding us that Christ Jesus has already given us the victory, thanks be to God, in verse 25, through Jesus Christ our Lord, that we have been rescued from this body of death. Well, the reality is we've already been rescued, but the reality is, children of God, that you and I are still in these bodies of death. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that we, you and I, still have to contend with the lust of the eye. You and I still have to contend with the lust of the flesh. You and I still have to contend with the pride of life. We are in a battle on a regular and a constant basis. Paul says, look, we know that the law is spiritual. Now, which law is the apostle Paul referring to? Whether he's referring to the Mosaic law, whether he's referring to the royal law found in scripture, take your pick. Either one of them is spiritual. Either one of them have come from God to do a specific thing in the lives of God's people. Paul says, look, the problem is not God. The problem is not God's law. I want to encourage someone under the sound of my voice. Always keep in mind that the problem is not God. The problem is not God's word. The problem is not what God has instructed you and I to do or what God has encouraged you and I to do, but rather Paul points out the problem for you, the problem for me, the problem for For humanity. Paul says we know that the law is spiritual. Paul said, look, what God is what God is telling us to do, nothing wrong with that. Keep that in mind, child of God. You may not understand why God is telling you what to do. You may not comprehend why it's got to be done that way, or why it's got, but but what God is instructing you and I to do, there is nothing wrong with that. Now, the adversary and his children will work very, very diligently, very, very uh, persistently in trying to convince you and I that something is wrong with what God has told us to do. I want to encourage you, child of God. See, that's the you've got to fight the good fight of faith. If the adversary – watch this now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If the adversary and his children did not try to convince you and I that what God said was not right, they would not be the adversary and his children. Uh oh In other words, that is the job of the adversary and his children, to try and convince you and I that what God has said to us is the wrong thing. Now, God is flashing in my spirit now Adam in the garden. God had given Adam a very, very simple but very, very powerful commandment. God said to Adam that you are free to eat from any of the trees in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it, for in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Very simple instruction. Very simple command. Well, it didn't take long at all for the adversary and his children to come in and basically say, you will not surely die. In other words, the adversary and his children come in and say, look, you, you, you ain't got to do it like that. You, you, God, 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 what is God talking about? Well, How is God going to tell you? God knows that, that you can do it and everything will be all right. That has been the adversary's position for a very long time to try and come in and tell us that something is wrong with what God said, if you're not careful as a child of God in this wicked and perverse, crooked, deprived generation, unsaved individuals will have you feeling guilty about being saved. Wicked individuals, if you're not careful, will have you feeling guilty for doing right. Individuals that don't want to study God's word, if you're not careful, they'll have you feeling guilty for wanting to study God's word. I encourage you, child of God, on the sound of my voice, nothing is wrong with doing what God says. And I guarantee you, God guarantees you, that at the end of the day, having done what God has said, you will not be disappointed, but rather you will be pleased on an eternal basis. We know the law is spiritual policy. Look, we're not questioning the validity of the law. We're not questioning the spirituality of the law. We are not questioning whether or not what God said is correct. Whether or not what God said is the best thing, Paul said, we know. I encourage you, child of God, you better know what God has said. Because if you don't know what God has said, you are in danger of being deceived by what the devil has said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, see, Jesus told Nicodemus, "We, we testify and we talk about what we know. Child of God, that's why you and I have got to know. What God has said, know what God has said, logos, and then know what the Holy Spirit has told you. See? Some things, as children of God, they should not even be up for discussion with us. They should not even be up for debate. See, as children of God, we as children of God, whether or not we worship on a daily basis, that shouldn't even be up. Look, look, I've grown past that. See, I've, I've grown past that. I'm not even. That's not even up for discussion. That's not even up for debate. We know that the law is spiritual. Paul said we know that what God has told us is what we're supposed to do. We know how God told us that we're supposed to do Paul said we know that the law is spiritual. But Paul said, look, the problem is not in the law. The problem is not in God. The problem is not in what God has instructed or what God will instruct or what God. Paul said, but I am on the spiritual. What are we talking about today, children of God? We're talking about denying ourselves. Paul said, I realize what my real problem is. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, child of God. And I pray today that somebody get a revelation as to what your real problem is. Not so much the devil. Not that the devil's not a problem. Don't get me wrong. Not so much the devil's children. Not that devil's children are not a problem. But the real problem, Paul says, I've come to understand when it comes down to what God has said and what God has instructed, the real problem is me. Now, yeah, 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 the real problem is me. See? That part of me that is still trying to say, no, Lord, like Peter said, when he went up on the roof to pray and became hungry the Lord let down a sheet by its four corners from heaven and told Peter, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And on this sheet were all kinds of creeping things and all kinds of uh, critters and animals and different things, that some of which were against uh, what Peter knew to be a proper eating for Orthodox Jew. And the voice, the Lord told Peter, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Peter's response three times was, surely not, Lord. Problem in you and I, children of God, is that part of us, that part of our stubborn, sinful, hard-headed, rebellious nature, that is still trying to say, surely not, Lord. Lord telling you to give a certain amount, that part of you is still saying, surely Not, Lord. That part of us that's telling us to pray for a certain amount of time, but that other part of us that's saying, surely not, Lord. That part of us that that, that the Lord is telling us to worship and to to give him glory and to, to, to give him more time, to give him more attention, but that part of us that's still saying, surely not, Lord. Paul says, I've come to understand. See, see, watch this now, children of God, because this is very important, that without the Holy Spirit, you will never understand what your real problem is. Mm-hmm. Paul says, this is, this is not something that flesh and blood has revealed to me. Paul says, this is a revelation from the Spirit of the Most High God. The law is spiritual. The law is is right. What God has said is right. Paul said, but the problem is me. We're talking about denying yourself. Paul said, when you get to the place where, where God has revealed to you that you are your biggest problem, when you get to the place, Robert Bryant, where you realize that Robert Bryant is your biggest problem, that's when you can really start to move with God because that's when you can stop pointing the finger of blame at some other group or, or somebody else or, or you can start working on yourself because children of God, ultimately, that is all we are going to be held accountable for on the day of judgment. The Bible says that each man will give an account of the deeds that he has done while in these mortal bodies. You won't give an account for your wife, husbands. Wives, you won't give an account for your husbands. Parents, you won't give an account for your children. Children, you won't give an account for your parents. Brothers, you won't give an account for your sisters. And sisters, you won't give an account for your brothers. But each man will give an account of the deeds that he or she has done while in these mortal bodies. You say, What are you trying to get us to understand? Let us focus in on self, getting self in line with the word, the will, the good, pleasing, and perfect will of our Heavenly Father. God says this, Robert. God says, Robert, that as you make self better, as you, as an individual child of God, work more diligently, work more sincerely, work more tirelessly on making yourself a better man or a better woman, a better child, a better father, a better mother, you will make the world a better place. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? As we make ourselves better through Christ, see, through submission and, and, and humility to the word of God, you and I will make the world a better place. Place. We will make the world a brighter place. You and I, children of God, we are lights. As we shine brighter, the darkness will uh, be less. You Think about your room. You wake up in the middle of the night, your room may be pitch black dark, but as you turn on your light, darkness has to go somewhere else. So it is with us, children of God. As we allow the light of Christ to shine in us, to shine around us, and to shine through us, we make the world a brighter place. Paul says, the problem is me. Let me work on me. Let me work on keeping this part of me, this monstrous part of me, under subjection. We know The law is spiritual. The law is not a problem. But I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That your sinful nature, child of God, my sinful nature, is just as sinful as it ever has been. This is why Christ does not come into our lives to try and uh, fix up our old sinful self. This is why Christ comes into your life and into my life, that we might be new creatures. Bible says that if any man be in Christ, old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. God wants you and I to walk in the newness of creation. There was the old nature that you and I were bound by, that you and I were being destroyed by. Christ has come in, saved us, basically, from ourselves, and now given us his nature, a new nature. And now, children of God, you and I must make the choice on a daily and a consistent basis to walk in this new nature. You know the words you say, Apostle, break, break this thing down for us. Some of y'all out there, you say, Apostle, break this thing down. Now. Do what God say. Do what God has said. When we do what God has said, we are walking in the new nature. When we don't do what God is saying, we are walking in the old nature. When we listen to the new nature, ultimately we are listening to God. When we don't listen to the new nature, we are ultimately listening to the devil. Deny yourself. Deny yourself. There is no point, child of God, in our walk with God, in this life, where we don't have to deal with this character called self. Self. Throughout our Christian walk and our Christian experience and our Christian journey, we have to deal with this character called self. Just as soon as God tell us what he won't, self will also, self will come in and tell you what he won't. <laughs> Praise God. See, always expect in yourself, when it comes down to the things of God, e- expect a contrary voice. Just just expect a contrary voice. That, that is the essence of self. When God said in the garden, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, here comes the adversary, wants to appeal to a. Uh, 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 a sinful nature that has not yet even appeared in man. Come right in and say, God said, do not eat. Adversary come right in and say, it's all right to eat. So keep in mind, my brother and my sister, that whatever God has instructed you to do, it's the adversary, just as it is God's responsibility to tell you and I what to do and how to do, It is the adversary's responsibility as our adversary, as our opponent, as the accuser of the brother to tell us not to do it. And the question becomes, whose report will you believe? Whose report will I believe? At the end of the day, what's going to be when it's all said and done, everything shakes out, what question is going to come down to, who did you choose to listen to in this life? Did you choose to listen To the Lord and the spirit of God, the new nature, or did you choose to listen to the flesh, the old nature, and the spirit of the Antichrist? My encouragement and my hope for you under the sound of my voice is that you will listen to God. If you do not know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, just say these words with me right now. Father, I'm a sinner. I want you to save me. I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son. I believe that he lived, bled, and died as a substitute for my sin. Father, forgive me of my sins. I repent right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me into a new creature in Christ Jesus. And I will follow you all the days of my life. I trust that if you have done that in sincerity, that God has done something very, very special very, very awesome in your life that will mark a new beginning for you in this life to God be the glory. Make yourself, make yourself, God has empowered you and I to make ourselves, to make ourselves righteous, to make ourselves holy, to make ourselves obedient. God has empowered us. Through and by our faith in Christ, you and I, children of God, are now more than conquerors. You and I now, children of God, are able to handle effectively and efficiently everything that the adversary and his children throw at us in this life. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That there is no temptation, child of God, that has seized you except what is common to man. God says he is faithful. He will not allow you or me, child of God, to be tempted beyond what we are able to bear. But with the temptation, God says I will provide a way of escape so that we can stand up under it. Child of God, whatever comes your way, I'm here to let you know you can handle it. You say, Apostle, you don't know uh, uh, what I'm going through. You don't know what the adversary is throwing at me, and I don't need to know. Because what I do know is that greater is he that is in you, child of God, than he that is in the world. The devil and his children is not greater than the God that is inside of you. Use him. Listen to the God that is in you. Walk by the power that God has given you, and you will see victory over the adversary. You will see victory over the adversary's children, and you will walk in the freedom and the glory of our creator. This is my prayer for you in Jesus mighty name we pray. Make yourself. Make yourself. Child of God, you can do it. You can do it. See, Bible lets us to know that with God all things are possible. You may not think you can, you may not feel you can, you may not believe you can. A lot of people may be telling you that you can't, but with God all things are possible. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you. We praise you. We appreciate you. We lord and magnify you. We give you glory today, Father, for the privilege of being able to uh, worship you, to proclaim your word before your people. Father, we just thank you. You are excellent in all your ways. Pray, Father, that souls have been edified, strengthened, and encouraged today. We pray, Father, that some souls have been convicted and converted and brought into the family of God. Father, we just thank you. I want to pray that you watch over your people and protect us as we part from this worship. Until we meet again, may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with us henceforth now and forevermore. Children of God, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you, children of God. And as we stated earlier, we are on mission trip in uh, South Africa. If you want to be a blessing to this ministry, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, uh, we, we beseech you to be a blessing to us as well. As we are going into the four corners of the earth, proclaiming the eternal gospel to all creation Uh, as time is winding up our lord and savior jesus christ will be returning very soon and we want him to return as you and i are doing the works that he has left us to do may god continue to bless you may heaven continue to smile on you amen and amen